If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's up, everybody? Since the sandbox the is back, <laughs> we're back. The waters are falling. It's chaos when I do an intro. Uh, but today we have. NBA rookie rankings. We're gonna do the top five rookies in the NBA. I'm interested to see what everyone has because there's a lot of guys under the radar and this isn't a huge draft class, so let's see if we can find some diamonds in the rough in all this. Yeah, Kev. Okay. Oh, I keep yawning over here. I don't know why. I think I'm fresh off the sabbatical. That might be why I don't know. <laughs> fresh sabbatical, kid. But uh yeah, so I mean I I got uh I got five or six names here. I guess I'll just dive into any of them because I'm sure we probably all have some similar names. But but at the end, I wanna know who we think is declare best of okay. all. Oh definitely. So we yeah, just definitely. go just go five to one. Alright, I'm gonna go six to one since I have six. Perfect. Um Boo. but so at number <laughs> six, I have James Wiseman, obviously. Okay. And wow. I think yeah, I mean he could probably be a little high at just because of his stats, but I I don't know I he's he's, he's okay you know what he's I mean I, I definitely think he has you know one of the highest ceilings out of everyone on the list but he's like you said he's raw he's very he, he just didn't really like, play it he didn't really play at LSU a lot exactly exactly uh, at five Luke the guy we were just talking about Cole Anthony and his stats aren't as good as some of the other guys on this list but I feel like his impact might be a little bit higher yes. than a lot of these guys yeah. just because of the role he's in in Orlando and not I mean how yeah how bad their roster is I mean he came in and kind of made an immediate impact. Yes running the offense, everything. So good to have a guy like that in Orlando. At four, my New York Nick, or I should say Franco Fragone's New York Nick, uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Again, another guy who probably isn't the most talented, but impact-wise has an extreme impact on the Knicks um, tremendously, especially with the good play of Julius Randle now. He kind of has someone who can run the offense and create shots for him. At three, I got Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's one of the more talented guys on yes. this list um, and definitely one of the more versatile guys. And at two, I got Anthony Edwards. Um, again, huge impact. D'Angelo Russell isn't really panning out in Minnesota, so I'm glad they kind of gave Cat that Robin. Not that D'Angelo, yeah. you know, they kind of split that Robin role, I feel yeah. like. Some nights is D'Lo, sometimes it's Anthony Edwards, but at least you always have consistent play alongside Cat when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And at number one, I got LaMelo Ball. I mean, I'm sure that'll be the clear cut. His impact is probably the biggest. Yeah. Uh, and he's right now, and yeah. he's just, you know, flat out probably the most talented on this list. So yeah, is definitely. what it is. Clear cut number one. So Kev, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guy that you had on the back end and I got Tyrese Halliburton too, you know. And, and his impact, you know, just goes like more than one side of the floor. And mm-hmm. you know, offensively he's involved. Um and you know, Sacramento, I feel like they always get you know, these young guys, they can just never retain and, like, build a team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they always get, like, the DeMarcus Cousins or the De'Aaron Foxes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like the Timberwolves, too. Uh, yeah. the Magic. No, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I, I feel like he's definitely, you know, um, someone that's s- solid. Yeah. Top five right now. He's my five right now. Uh, four, I got Jason Tate. And I was talking with Kev um, a, a little yeah. bit be- before. Um, and, and I was saying, like, I feel like this is the one, like, bright spot that Houston has out of the mess that they got going yeah. on right now. I mean, P.J. Tuck, is, he's going to be gone within the next f- five days, you know what I mean? Um, well, the depot doesn't want to stay. Yeah, all, all, he'll probably be traded off the team. And John Wall, that experiment just isn't working out. They gave up all their picks Shocker. to go get Russ, you know what I'm saying? So they're just, they're a mess. So uh, I'm expecting the Rockets to probably yep. be like this for a little bit. So if they found a bright spot in Jay Sean Tate, a starter, maybe they can, you know, either recoup or he can be someone that can, you know, really start to make a new core in Houston. 
Three is where I got Wiseman, James Wiseman, and you guys can call that high if you want, but I feel like he's really, you know, a solid youth uh, with Golden State and, and with that base foundation of the championship Warriors. So he could still learn championship basketball, and we saw Steph demonstrating a leadership the other day a little bit differently than how Steph Curry does, and he might not be as pleased as with the results for Golden State, but he's going to get those guys in the right direction once, you know, mm-hmm. they're considered like a, a contending team again. Um, so I got Wiseman here at three, and dude, just think after two, three years, like I, I feel like he'll he'll arguably be you know top ten. And best the good thing about Wiseman position. too is I yes. feel like he'll fill his role the best because yes. like the Warriors, Easily. the way they're built, they've never needed like a dominant big. Like yes. they needed yeah. a guy like him, like a twelve and eight guy alongside Draymond that can just clog up the lane. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he'll be one of the best in fulfilling that role. Yeah. I feel like um, his potential could guys. be a little higher than that. Yeah, too. Yeah. Like I feel like he, well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. they don't, they wouldn't need him to. That's yeah, that's until my later, yeah. once they get older. I know. I feel like realistically, like if he if he could potential out at like seventeen to twenty and gave me like eleven, twelve rebounds a game, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um but at two I got Anthony Edwards and you know, thirty seven games played almost thirty minutes a game. Like he's really involved, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um it, and that that's an awesome sign and we've seen the shines of light we're getting from him on that that very dark Minnesota team. So he is standing out who knows if he's going to be, you know, their franchise going forward or what Minnesota's mm-hmm. future looks like. I don't even think they know what it looks no, like. No. Um, no. They're, no. they're a mess, and I, I feel bad for the kid to be on a team like that. It's like being drafted to the Jets, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just you feel for them. Uh, one, and yes, that is that is going to be LaMelo. I mean, 36 games played, shooting almost 45%, 80% from free throw line, 15, 15 points a game, six assists, six rebounds. I mean, like you guys were Steel talking. Steal and a half, too. Yeah, yeah, impact, you know. And I know that it probably wasn't desirable with, with the ball last name and how everything went with Lonzo in his early years, but uh, I guess I guess you really do experience and learn with the older sibling. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. But at five here, I have – so, first of all, I have an honorable mention. He doesn't have the numbers and he was hurt, but Peyton Pritchard makes, like, a ton of impact on, like, hey, both ends of the I'm floor. not even going to lie. He was in consideration on my list, Luke. Yeah, I mean, he he's not going to give you a ton of numbers, but, like, he's going to be a better T.J. McConnell. Yeah, and uh, he's, like – he's kind of the player that the Celtics – or I, I should say he's in the role that the Celtics – probably expected Jeff Teague to be in, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah, probably. And running that second unit. And, yes. and the thing is, too, is I feel like we all might have unquestionably had him if he didn't just miss time. Yeah, yes. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I feel like that's what it comes down to. I'm happy with him. Like, yes. if, if we're going to move him to get, like, you know, clearly a, a bigger piece, like, yeah, it'd be it's for okay. that, but... You know, I I really do like, you know, the role he could provide with us. And I feel like if Smart was ever designated to be back at our sixth man, mm-hmm. he'd be great to be, our, like, our seventh or eighth guy. Right. Yep. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he's consistently going to hustle both ends of the floor. Yeah, it makes good plays. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. Uh, it's just limited offensively. It right. is what yeah. it is. You, yeah. When you draft guys like that, you know, he he's there he's for a couple ho- big streaky, threes. Though. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. there for a couple big threes, a couple of hustle plays. Yep. And that's really what it is. Couple uh, Tommy points. Exactly. Perfect Tommy <laughs> point guy. He's like Eddie House. Really? <laughs> and then uh, Ooh, I don't know. He could be better. <laughs> but I have I have Cole Anthony at five. Uh he's averaging eleven four and four. I'd have him higher because he really is a great playmaker and the best point guard the Magic have had in a long time. So if he didn't miss time, uh, he would be a little higher. And then uh, I have Tyrese. Poor yes. <laughs> he's actually not bad now. Poor yeah, fault. Still not great, though. <laughs> no, no. But but Tyrese Halliburton, uh, I have him at four, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Kings do because he's a point guard and a two guard. They don't start Buddy Heald 
as often, and he's a good two guard. Yeah. And your best player is a point guard. Yeah. So it's like, when are you going to get the big man or the forward right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I do like Bagley, but he, he's just not a... a dominant. A, a, yes, he's not a dominant big man. He, he's a good yeah. rotational Same guy. Same with Holmes and I, Whitesides. Yeah. I think he's a better a Morris brother in a way. He can, Who? Um... Marvin Bagley, his oh, potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he could give you fifteen and fifteen too. and eight starter come off the bench. Yeah. Uh, but no, Halliburton's very good, and he he's one of the few bright spots on the Kings right now as they kind of shuffle to get into a playoff spot. Uh-huh. Three, I have Wiseman, and he's easily my favorite prospect or or rookie now. I think that the only reason he's not averaging more points and more numbers is because he came from LSU. They're not running the floor a ton. He didn't play a ton of games because, remember, he couldn't play because the eligibility, mm-hmm. and he didn't really get to play in the tournament, I don't believe, either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he didn't have a ton of time. The kid's 19, and once he learns how to run the floor with the Golden State and gets in, like, good NBA shape, I mean, the kid can shoot. He needs to shoot better from the free throw line for sure. Yeah, I, for sure. He's only shooting, like, 65. But 52 from the field, he can hit a three. He averages a block a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and if Draymond wasn't, like, the anchor of down low... I'm sure he would average more, but I, I expect yeah. him to be very, very good. He he is kind of what I think everyone thought Aiton could be. Yeah. yeah. At his rookie season. Yeah, he's just yeah. a better shooter. Yeah, yeah. And then at two, I have Anthony Edwards. Uh, he's really good, athletic. My only problem is he doesn't play uh, play make well or extremely well like LaMelo, and he doesn't shoot as well. Like He, he kind of takes a lot of shots and misses a lot, but that is the hazard of being a rookie. True. You're, you're going to get better and mm. shoot better over time. But he's still very good, and, and I think they have a, a good one because he, he hustles on both ends. They, they, mm-hmm. The big knock on him was he said, I don't love basketball. If they drafted me in the NFL, I'd play in the NFL. So it's like, Damn. you know what I mean? That, he said that like right before he got drafted. Like That's, that's real tough. That. Yeah. yeah, that's like Megatron being like, you know what? I'd probably play basketball if, yeah. if the Lions didn't want me. Yeah, like, you know, it, you just can't say that stuff. And then one is LaMelo Ball. Um He's what everyone thought Lonzo could be, and Lonzo is great, I, I think, on both ends. But LaMelo is just the shooter and the playmaker consistently that we thought he was. Lonzo's more of a transition guy. Yeah. LaMelo can work it in between the pick and rolls, and he's not afraid to go to the basket and shoot. Whereas we see Lonzo does the pick and roll, then he either passes out of a good situation or kind of just stands there and takes a three. I think it, I think LaMelo's skill set is just probably a little more desirable in and today's developed. day and age. Than, than like a Lonzo's is. But like I feel like if Lonzo played, you know, maybe in the pre twenty tens with his type of his type yes. of gameplay, his impact might have been bigger then because yeah. the bigs were more involved and do, stuff like that. Do you guys think now that he's done it and gone overseas that more kids will go and it'll be better? Yeah. yeah. What's that kid's name, Kev, from Australia? Uh he's been a, a big prospect for a while. That kid RJ Hampton. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know yeah. if he's drafted yet or what happened with him, but he was one of the few guys that Yeah, nah, he did I think he's in the G League now. Is he? I'm I thought sure, he was yeah. in Australia at first, but that's where he played. I think a lot of guys are gonna see like if you go to Europe and you play in a good European league, like Luka Doncic played for Real Madrid and he literally played like the Oklahoma City Thunder when he was eighteen in a <laughs> right. scrimmage. Nah, I know. And I think that yeah, like that's I think you're right because I think that's it's just exposure. Like you know what I mean. No matter what happens, like, like yeah, you could argue like yeah, like American colleges obviously have like these top prospects. But at the end of the day, if you're 17, 18, 19, going to play across seas against grown men, that's just exposure because that's really what the difference is like between rookies and you know veterans in the league. It's experience. It's it's just grown man knowledge and strength. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like you're not you're not going back to a dorm room 
after the after the field trip to another school. Right. You yeah. just yeah. get to potty. You can you actually have to have a home, an apartment, live on a schedule. Like, and I think a lot of the time, up. especially for like the top top prospects, it kind of forces you to develop your game a little bit yes. more. Because like, think about it. You're a Lamelo Ball, right? He was gonna go to a top school in the country if he went to college, yeah. and he was probably gonna go to a system that was just gonna play to his strengths, as opposed to him going to a team overseas where he had to run the team and he's playing against teams that are all equally good. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, he goes to Duke, like, then they play, like, a team like Seton Hall or something like that. Yeah. Like, he's not getting yeah. anything out of that. Like, he's forced to develop his game more because he's going up against, you know, not NBA-caliber teams, but, like, real teams, like, real yes, professional teams. Yeah, That have men. more at stake. Like, the defense is better. And those guys are like, dude, you're taking things away from my family. And hmm. every kid in D1 basketball is like, I'm on a scholarship. Don't yeah, hurt exactly. Me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Zion was sitting out games for a, for ripping a shoe. Yeah. No, legit. That was crazy. Throwback to that. That was wild. <laughs> it wasn't, like, that wild, but everyone made it like, oh, my God, he's an animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, that's going to wrap things up for this episode. Make sure to like and subscribe down below. Guys, go check out our podcast. Make sure to give us that five-star review for that. I've got a, a bunch of draft coverage coming for you guys. Um, We actually gave our top ten NBA stars under 25 years old. If you want to rock some merch, just like your favorite podcasters, go to sensesandbox.net, get your Born and Raised in Easties shirts and your Sense of Sandbox hoodie. Peace out, guys.